Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We come before you. We pray your word blesses us. We pray that your glory fills this house as the word of God is being preached. We pray understanding will come to the simple and you take us to the next realm in our walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a clap and take your seat. That clap is not good. Tonight, I'm going to trust God to teach the word and bring it to a clear understanding to us in the next one hour. Yeah, one hour. I'm trusting God. Tell somebody, God must help pastor. Oh, tell somebody, God must help pastor to preach within one hour. Amen. Psalm 18 verse 32 to 34. Psalm 18, verse 32 to 34. Psalm 18, verse 32 to 34. Psalm 18, verse 32 to 34. It is God that gathered me with strength and make it my path, my way perfect. Give me NLT for this. God arms me with strength and he makes my way perfect. 33. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain height. Verse 34. He trains my hands for battle. And strengthens my arm to do what? To draw a bronze bow. Let's look at the KJV. He teaches my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken by my arms. I'm preaching today on what I've titled, I am anointed for war. Or anointed for war. Anointed for war. Most times when people become born again, we think that we walk in the kingdom and things happen for us. But every child born into the kingdom must be ready for war. Tell somebody there must be war. Oh, tell another person there must be war. The day you were born into the kingdom a war was declared to the kingdom of darkness. A deliverer was born. A savior was born. A blessing was introduced into a family. So from that very day, there is a warfare, there is a declared battle over your life. And whether you believe it or not, the day you became born again, a battle was declared because the joy of the devil is that the sons of God will not manifest the full glory of God. But it will not be your story. I said it will not be your story. In the name of Jesus. As the Lord of the armies, I'm talking about Jesus, he is a man of war. Everything about the kingdom it's about war. 
Until a war is won, there are no trophies. And God anointed you and I to face these battles of our lives. So in Acts chapter 1, we'll come back to this scripture. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. The Bible said, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Stop there. So, the Holy Ghost release a mantle on us for the war ahead of us. How many of you believe that you are fighting certain battles in your life? Yeah. There are battles you need to fight. And whether you want or not, you will find yourself in the midst of the battle. And God knows that you will find yourself in the midst of a battle. A battle for your family. A battle for your life. A battle for your destiny. A battle for your children. A battle for your marriage. A battle for your promotion. There will be a battle. And you must be aware that God has anointed you for those battles. Follow me. Rather than God fighting for us, God, when, 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 when you, we say God is fighting for us, it means that God is fighting through us. It's not as literal as it is. So if you get the understanding that God is fighting for us, it's like we relegate behind and God is fighting. No. There is a partnership between us and God. And God is fighting for us by fighting through us. By fighting through us. If you don't get this and get this well, you see the Bible didn't say that we should wait for God. It said we should wait on God. There are two different things. So the earlier we understand that God brings us victories by fighting through us, the better for us. Many believers think that we fold our hands and God battles. No. God uses us to fight. He will fight and cross Satan by our availability and making ourselves accessible for his wisdom. Many believers don't, we, we don't make ourselves accessible. We don't assess the wisdom of God. And therefore, we struggle with battles we should not struggle with. So when you look at Romans chapter 16 verse 20, Romans 16 20, today this teaching will help you. When you live here today, something will change about your mindset. He said, and the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Under your feet. Your feet. So God is going to bruise Satan. But it will be under your feet. Why your feet? The feet talks about walking. The feet talks about a conscious effort. You cannot walk without you deciding to throw your leg. And the feet walking talks about action. Say action. Say action. And God is going to use our action to bruise 
the head of Satan. He didn't say God will bruise the uh, um, Satan under his feet. No. He said he will bruise Satan under our feet. It means that our actions are going to be a platform upon which the power, the glory of God will be revealed. So if you want to experience God's glory, you must be ready to avail yourself for God to work through you. That is the only way you can encounter the glory of God. God will prepare and anoint us for the battles ahead of us. God is not a wicked God. He is the good father, the good shepherd. He will not throw us into a battle when he has not prepared us for it. He will not throw us into a fierce, and some of us, the battle we are in is so fierce. It's so critical to the destinies of many people. And sometimes we are not even aware that it's a battle. But God is aware. He will anoint us for every battle he, he, he allows us to fight. And for your information, God allows certain battles to come our way. And I'll show you by the end of the teaching that every battle you find yourself is a preparation and a training for the next battle. Because after every battle, there's a glory. The bigger the battle, the bigger the glory. So every battle we find ourselves, every trial, every challenge, in the midst of that challenge, there is a preparation for a higher challenge. Please follow me. You cannot have fun without war in the kingdom. Before a believer will have fun, there must be war. There must be war. There will be a war. And when you triumph, then there will be fun. God wants his people to be active and not passive when it comes to spiritual matters. God wants us to take a good stand in spiritual warfare. Because until we win the warfare in Christ Jesus over our lives, nations will not be delivered. Families will still be in bondage. What use is you is, is a man having paracetamol and still having headache? What use is a man who is in Christ and still working as a defeatist? You must be a conqueror. You must become a blessing. Because every child of God is made for a people. God will not bless you for you yourself. When God is blessing you, it's for others. And you think the enemy will fold his hands and allow you to transmit the blessing. No. So God wants us to take a strong stand in spiritual warfare. The other day I was telling you that one of the prayers Jesus taught the church before he was taken, before 
the temptations of, 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 of his betrayer began was spiritual warfare. In Matthew chapter 16, whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever you lose on earth is losing in heaven. It was spiritual warfare. He wanted them to be aware that there is a battle that governs their destiny. God wants us to use the power and the authority he has given to us to take dominion over spiritual battles. You don't need to look far to know whether you have a battle or not. Look through your family. You see the people. You see the ladies. You see the guys. You see the families. You see that there is something wrong. It's a battle. And in that, the glory of the Lord must be revealed. If we don't fight, the glory will not be revealed. Tonight, I see the glory of God being revealed in your life. Oh, you are not shouting a big amen. Any battle you are going through, you are taking the cup, you are winning, you will cross the line, you will be celebrated in the name of Jesus. God has given us the power and the authority to bind every activity of the enemy in our lives. And whilst you are waiting for God to come and bind the enemy, he is also waiting for you to bind the enemy. The church can sometimes, you see, we can look so passive that the enemy has a free course in our lives. We pretend as if um, there is no enemy about our destiny. There are destiny enemies. When Jesus was born, the devil had inspired Herod to make a decree to kill the baby. Because he has sensed it that that was a mighty man about to manifest. You must not be ignorant of this fact that the enemy has spotted you and there is a battle. And there are battles going on over your life. That is why the things you want to do, you are not able to do. And the things you, want, you, 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 you don't want to do, that is what you are doing. Because there is a battle. The devil has no pleasure in the prosperity of God's people. So he will not cross his leg and watch us to prosper. It's only God that takes pleasure in the prosperity of his people. So if you, you, you think that the enemy will be cheering you up, oh, go ahead, take more trophies, win more battles. My sister, my brother, you are joking. There is a battle. What Jesus did to the devil, he has never forgotten and you will never forget. Because of you, because of me. Jesus did that to the devil. I'm coming. I open your eyes tonight. The devil has no pleasure when he sees your progress in life. So if somebody has no pleasure in your joy and in your miracles and your breakthroughs and your prosperity, he's going to come after you. 
He's going to frustrate you. He's going to bring challenges your way that will tempt you to quit the pursuit of destiny. But you will not quit. I said, but you will not quit. If you study the Bible very well, you realize that every word of God is attacking the agenda of the enemy. Every word of God comes to empower the child of God against any plot of the enemy. And look, in your pursuit of your assignment, the major entity you should be concerned about is the devil. When Jesus was about to enter into the supernatural manifestation of miracle signs and wonders in the wilderness, the devil came there attempting to stop that level of ministry. Tempted him three times. Tempted him three times. Tempted him. There is a realm of God's glory that any time is is due for you to enter into that glory. The devil will come and tempt you in an attempt to stop you from moving to that realm. And you determine whether you stay where you are or you move to the next realm. God is a fighter. Tell somebody God is a fighter. Tell another person God is a warrior. Say, God likes fight. God is a man of war. Yeah. He's a man of war. So if you say, oh, ask for me, and ask for me, I don't like this, I don't like, oh, you are not a Christian. No? God is a man of war. Look at three scriptures that describes God as a man of war. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 47. Look, without winning a battle, you can't take territories. Every territory taker is a warrior. Every territory taker is a warrior. There must be war for territories to be taken. First Samuel 17, 47. The Bible said, Help me please, quickly. First Samuel, if you are struggling with that, give me Exodus 15. Ah, first Samuel, yeah. He said, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword, nor spear, for the battle is the Lord's. So God battles for us. He's a man that battles. He's a God of battles. So it's not like, as a Christian, you must be, no, God said the battle is the Lord's. So God doesn't disassociate himself from war. Because he knows that until a war is won, the glory, the stability, the prosperity, the advancement of his people will be limited. Now look at another, Exodus 15, 3. Exodus chapter 15 verse 3. Exodus chapter 15 verse 3. 
help me with the scriptures. I have a lot to do today, please. Exodus chapter 15, verse 3. I read my own scriptures here. Exodus chapter 15, verse 3. The Bible said, The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. So, God is a man of war. We have seen that in 1 Samuel 17, 47. And Exodus 15, 3. God is a man of war. We look at Isaiah 42, 13. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 13. The Bible said, The Lord shall go forth as a mighty man. He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. So, you cannot be of God and not love war. And if you don't love war, you will not go forward in life. There, you see, war is not comfortable. It's not, it's not a nice thing for you to be engaged in the battle. But when battle lines are drawn in your destiny, you don't retreat. The guns have a proverb. The blow that is your blow. Quickly, you take it. Because he that, when you, he that runs to fight, will come back and fight again. If there is a battle for you and you fail to fight today, Tomorrow, you will fight before you graduate. And you have been anointed to fight. You have been anointed to fight that battle. I see you winning that battle. In the name of Jesus. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Don't, don't, don't relent. You have been anointed for this. And you must win this fight. You don't lift up your hands. You don't throw in the towel. God anointed you to enter into the battles you are in. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. When we fail to detect the spiritual forces behind issues in our lives, we fail to develop the right strategies. We are talking about waves of glory. You can't enter into glory. You know, I've, I've, I've finished the teaching on the big, big thinking. Think big. And this is one of the teachings. If you want to see the glory of God in your life, if you want to enter the waves of God's glory, one of the things you must know is that you have been anointed for battles. Kings were anointed for battles. Kings led Israel into battle. And we are kings and priests. You are anointed to fight. There is no challenge that should come your way for you to be defeated. No. God anointed you for that battle and you shall win that battle. I said you shall win that battle. When we fail to detect the spirit behind activities, we fail to develop the right strategies. I mean, if you don't diagnose the disease, and you are treating the symptoms. The symptoms. Some time ago, a patient came to the hospital. I'll mention the hospital. It is known for a particular, uh, uh, it's a specialist hospital. 
And this patient came and instead of focusing on why he had come to the hospital, he was looking at other things. Another patient's child was disturbing and he got angry. Even before the specialist would come in the, in the afternoon, he had left. And many believers are like that. You see, we don't come to church to develop the strength, the skill, to harness the anointing to fight the challenges that will come in our lives. We come and we look at other things. We get offended with other things and we walk out. And the devil will be clapping. Because where you should be empowered and prepared. Remember, God, after anointing, he prepares us. There is a preparation for war. There is a preparation war. And until that war is won, through the exercising of the authority Jesus has given to you, you are not going anywhere. And that's why I believe with all my heart that after tonight, you are going to enter into a certain realm of authority and power and dominion that will bring a lot of celebrations in your life. Thought you would shout a better amen. Our inability to discern the enemy makes us fail in successfully disabling his activity. If you can detect it, if you can discern it, if you can smell it, when a plug is burning, if you don't smell it, you will not know what direction to take. We must detect it. We must discern the strategies of the enemy to frustrate your life. The strategies of the enemy to quench your glory. The strategies of the enemy to keep you where you are until you can discern. You will not develop the right strategy to attack. Discernment must be a bona fide property in every child of God. One of the gifts God wants every child to walk in is the gift of discernment. How we can discern discernment. If you want any gift from the Holy Ghost, you need to pray for the spirit of discernment. There are some deals you will not sign. There are some friends you will not make. There are some decisions you will not make. If the spirit of discernment is strong and it doesn't come naturally, hear it and hear it well. It doesn't even come by prayer. Discernment doesn't come even by prayer. I'll show you how it comes. You need it. Discernment. And you see, when you can discern things, your prayer topics will be in the will of God. That is when you have 100% answered prayers. 
There are some prayers we have prayed. God will never answer because they were born out of the flesh, out of jealousy, out of envy. God will not answer that prayer. He will not have time to process it. But there are prayers when we discern because the spirit of discernment is born out of the Holy Spirit it will conform to the will of God. Discernment. Discernment. There is no way I will attempt to buy a land without documents. No normal human being eh, will go and buy a land without documents. But when the church land came, there was no document. I had to listen to the voice of the Spirit. I had to listen to them when they were talking and believe God to desire that this thing, is it a yes? Is it a calculated risk? Is it the spirit of faith speaking? You have to have the ability to desire. Discernment. And sometimes we disregard it. Something was telling me in the spirit of discernment. I felt like I shouldn't have gone. But I went. It's discernment. God was prompting you, but I'll show you. Discernment does not come with prayer. I'll show you what it actually comes with. Discernment. And when we can discern, the battles of life will be that easy. Because even you will know what type of battles you should fight. There are some battles you don't fight. You don't waste your time on them. Because they are not your fight. They are not your fight. You fight your fight. You don't, you don't go and take some fight that is not yours. You will kill yourself. When we deserve, there was this man, he, 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 he became born again. Became so zealous. So he was going to his father's house, his grandfather's house in his hometown to uproot a tree on the compound because it was a voodoo power tree. Then he got there. He attempted. He was clearing even the hall, the chest because he said, some of the chairs are still having the spirit of his grandfather. See, when he moved in, they made him walk from water region to Accra, naked. Discernment. <laughs> Discernment. Sometimes the course you are supposed to read it takes discernment. Or you can go to university and read a useless course. Resentment. It's not what you like. It's what God wants you to do. Discernment. Discernment. How to discern? Discernment. Discernment. One day it was raining. It was raining. And this one, he's not even a very spiritual guy. Per our standard. The rain that killed a lot of people. Tell June or something. 
One of my colleagues said, while he was at work, and the rain started, he tried to move out of the clinic, and he heard a voice, sleep in the hospital overnight. Don't move. He said, under normal circumstances, he, he would go, and I know him. He would have, but he said, something held him sleep in the hospital. Because when he woke up, that he heard that people had died. And he was going to use that same route. Discernment. Some informations about you must not get to certain people. Sometimes as you are going to say it, something is pressing your mouth. Keep quiet. You say it and they betray you. They get bitter. Discernment. Most times God, that spirit is very active in every spirit-filled Christian. But we don't pay attention to the spirit of discernment. So we engage in battles, wrong battles, or we engage wrong weapons in the right battles. And therefore, we lose. But after tonight, it will not be your story. I said after tonight, it will not be your story. I said after tonight, it will not be your story. In the name of Jesus. If destiny will make sense to you and make sense to your generation, you need to learn how to discern. Discern. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13 to 14. Let me speed up. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13 to 14. I want to show you how you can develop that gift of discernment. For everyone that useth milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. The next verse. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full age. Even those who by reason of use. Did you see that? By reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So the more you follow the promptings of God the more you develop that gift of discernment. The promptings. The promptings. And when you sense it, you act on it. When you sense it, you obey it. You will be above of issues. You will be above issues. You will not become a victim of wickedness. You will not become a victim of total shutdown of your destiny. If you can use your discernment. And Samson was playing around Delilah. If he could discern, he would have escaped. We must exercise our senses to discern between good and evil. Because you don't use your physical senses. He's not talking about physical. This is spiritual senses to discern. There are some friends, they must not step into your life. There are some nightmares you are having is as a result of your association with certain people. If an occultic is your best friend, you are in trouble. If someone who likes visiting the fetish is your best friend, you are in trouble. Our ability to discern. We never thought for once that the deal we're going through was going to backfire. No, some way, somehow. Discernment. Just discernment. It will keep, you are made for war and you need the spirit of discernment 
to know what fight to fight, how to fight, what weapons to engage. Sometimes the only weapon you need for your deliverance and your victory in life is for you to be a committed prayerful person. That is a weapon. But you need to discern it. Sometimes it's, it's being consistent with your title. Sometimes it's being sacrificial in serving God. Whether in take or thing, you have decided to serve God. That is your bent offer. To break. There's a battle over your life. Some of us, you come from families in your mother's house. People just die. Premature. Your father's house, people just die. Polygamy everywhere. Drunkards everywhere. Yeah. Elijah said, I am not better than my father's. There's something about the fathers that rob on sons. It's a war. And you have been anointed for that. You have been anointed to break that line. You have been anointed to set a new record. That is why you must never look down on yourself. There is an anointing on you to cause your home to be exalted. It's a war. It's a battle. If you are serious with God, you will take the trophy home. Your enemies will never have laughter over you. Your amen is not good. The disciples faced a situation like that. One day they were on the sea with Jesus. They were in the boat with Jesus. And there was turbulence of wind. Whilst they were threatened, and they were screaming and they were afraid. Jesus was deep asleep. They had forgotten something. Jesus was expecting them to do something. And many of us, some of the things we are going through, we are, we are the people entertaining it. And we are fueling it. Some of the situations, the calamities, the problems around us is not the work of the devil per se. Because the work of the devil has a solution. It is we that are entertaining the prosperity of the work of the devil in our lives. So Jesus was asleep. The people were threatened. Look at what happened. Luke chapter 8 verse 22 to 25. Let's push it faster. Luke 8 22 to 25. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and he said unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. Verse 23. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. Move on. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked. He didn't enter into discussion with them. When he woke up, he discerned, he knew. They didn't say anything. They didn't say some people are attacking them on the street. Or on the sea, they, they, they didn't say anything. When he woke up, what did he do? 
Speak to me. What did he do? He rebuilt the wind and the raging of the water. Sometimes when you get up, eh, it's not about your boss. It's not your boss. You need to discern there is a spirit. There is a spirit operating in that matter. Don't let education take education take you out of your spirituality. When he woke up, he rebuilt the wind and the raging of the water. There was something causing the water to rage. There is something causing the business to fail. If you can discern. There is something causing your destiny to be turbulent. If you can discern. And you exercise your authority. I'm coming to that. And we close. You see, when sometimes you wake up, you, 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 your, your spirit must be angry. Sometimes you wake up and your spirit is angry. You don't understand. You call it disturbance. Oh, my peace. I'm not, I'm not feeling fine this morning. Your spirit has picked up something. And you need to war. That is a, it's a signal of a warfare. And until you battle it, if you step out of your home life in that mood, you're going to have a bad day. And you always have when you move like that. You blast everybody. You are easily agitated. Because your spirit has picked up some warfare. You can't know what it is. But just pray in the spirit. For we know not what we should pray for. But the spirit maketh intercession. So you, you, have to, you, you have to be spiritual. I know you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you are a, 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 a professional, whatever. But we are not worldly people. We are spiritual people. You think Greater West was that nice because and there were decorations. You know the number of days of prayers that went into it. You know the intercessions that were made for Greater West. It's not the light. There was a force backing the greater ways. So when he woke up, he saw the wind. He saw the rage. He rebuked them. Pastor, that is the mystery. How can words stop raging waters? We are not talking chemistry here. Spoke to the wind. You can speak to your car. You are causing me to my financial. You can't break down again. You don't believe. You can look at your bank account. Why are you empty? You are working hard, but your account is low. Your career is stagnant. Take your certificate. Jesus was speaking to wind. He's the king of kings. He's not a madman. You'll be there. Me, I'm a lady. I can't be doing that too. How can I talk to my certificate? Be there. Be there. Sometimes I take some of the pictures. 
and I look at some of your face and I say, God, let your glory be revealed on this lady. And I start praying in tongues. Before the glory will be revealed, a certain battle must be won. I will not know, but I'll be praying. I'll be praying. Until I feel a release, I'll move to the next person. And for information, every day, I pray for five people in the church. I don't know your battles, but when I pick it, I start praying. So when you are having the victories, remember Moses' hand. is up. It was not the skill of the men down there. It was Moses' hand that was up. That was causing them to win. You must deserve. And you have been anointed to fight that battle. Don't back out. They might have knocked you down. You might have fallen many times. But even in your wounds, there is still an anointing over your life to win that battle. And I see you winning that battle. Yeah. See you winning that battle. I see you winning that battle. I see you winning that battle. If you can discern, there are some people who must not even lay hands on you. If you can discern. Whilst they were panicking, Jesus was sleeping. When Jesus woke up and discerned, he exercised his authority. Authority. You have an authority in Christ. If you are born again, you have an authority. Whether you believe it or not. If you are a lady and I tell you that you have two breasts and you tell me that you don't believe it, is it true or false? It's there. If you like say you don't believe, but it is there. You have an authority. Boldness to speak on behalf of God. That is the authority I'm talking about. Boldness to speak on behalf of God. No matter who you are, it's not about having a degree, a master's, a PhD. It's not about going to SS. It's not about going to JSS. It's not about being illiterate or an illiterate. As long as you are born in Christ, you have the right and the authority to speak on behalf of God. And the devil in your father's house, the devil in your mother's house, they know it, they respect it, they acknowledge it, and they accept it. But you, you don't believe it. As you are seated there, you are the treasure of heaven. You have no idea the authority. I was telling you how wicked men, wicked men, wicked men can destroy a whole nation, a whole generation, wicked men. How they scheme it. Look at how kidnappers can scheme. Even them, their plans can succeed. How much more you? With the Holy Ghost. With the Holy Ghost. With the Holy Ghost. And you want to pit every battle you stop. Every battle you stop. And you allow the devil to destroy your life. 
to mock you. No. You are not giving up. You must not give up. The battle must be won. Actually, it has already been won. You are just key in into grace. But grace never manifests on lazy people, on discouraged people who will not rise up. When, more, when David came back and there was an attack in their camp, he inquired from God. God didn't say, I will pursue them. No. God didn't say, I will overtake them. No. God didn't say, I will recover them. No. God told David, pursue them. You will surely overtake them and you will surely recover all. You. The earlier we metamorphose in our thinking. Look, Christianity is not a bread and butter religion. It's an engagement. So you see people writing books on the rules of engagement. How do I engage my life with the Holy Ghost? Because something must be said about your life. There should be something on earth with your signature that God used you to achieve something. And that thing is a battle. It's just like building a house. Now, building a house. And that thing is a house. Your marriage is a house. Your career is a house. Your financial life is a house. Your morality is a house. You don't just build a house now. See the battles you fight, even buying the land. You can buy it four times. You can pay permit three, to three different authorities. They will all come and take. If you don't pay, you see whether you build. So every battle you are made, you have been anointed for it. And you must embrace it. Where are you running to? There is no option for you than to stand with the Lord. To fight that battle. Because at the end of the day, that is the formula of God. War before fun. War. If there is no warfare, there cannot be fanfare. There must be warfare. Then there will be fanfare. That is why when a soul is won on earth, when the battle on earth has been won, when the warfare has been done, and the soul has been snatched from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, then there is fanfare in heaven. There is no fanfare. Don't expect a fanfare in your life without war. That is why even if you want to go and get wealth illegally, you go into war. You have to sacrifice something. You have to do something. And it's a war. There is something blood must be shared. And when blood is shared, the crown can be given. If you run away from that battle, you will come and meet it as a bigger battle. The earlier you fight now, the better. Give the Lord a mighty clap of it. Your clapping is not good. If God's glory will be revealed in our lives, we must not quit the battles. 
We were made for it. David was made for King Saul. So when the javelins of King Saul was flying, it never located him because God prepared him by the anointing for that battle. And because God has prepared you, you need to know who you work with. It took Jonathan to preserve the life of David. David knew that he was anointed for some people. Do you know that you have been anointed for some people? Do you know you have been anointed for a purpose? Do you know you are on assignment? Do you know there is an agenda about your life? If David had connected to another son, of Saul, he might have been killed the day there was a dinner. But Jonathan and David, what you have been reading in the rock, First Samuel chapter 20, there was an agreement for David to hide. And there was a sign. Look, as you are sitting there, you are a powerhouse. You have authority. If you begin to pray, you will see answers. Yeah, I'm telling you. If you begin to exercise your faith, nobody can talk to God the way you can talk to God. You don't need to even give me a call to bind the devil. You have to bind the devil and give me a call and tell me, Pastor, this is what happened. And the Lord gave us the victory. I say yes. Because that authority that God has, he has transferred or duplicated the same authority and giving to you. Let me wrap up this teaching in 10-15 minutes. It's time for us to use the authority God has given to us. You have to just get angry when you hear the word authority. Maybe I have to give you an example. When when, when, when when children are misbehaving in the house and the father is coming, what does <laughs> what happens? <laughs> they have made the whole basa basa. Authority. When President Trump, or Trump, eh? is it Trump? If he decides to come to Ghana, can't you see how they put the city in order? They paint the pathway, they paint the trees, they direct, redirect traffic. When you are coming in the realms of the spirit, eh, you have a high protocol. You have authority. Authority. In the realms of the spirit, you are not a younger man. Men may look at you and say you are a younger but in the realms of the spirit, May the Lord open your eyes to see who you are in Christ. So when men are saying contrary words about your life, you will not be bothered. You you get so bothered because you don't know who you are. If you don't know who you are, you'll be tempted to believe what people say about you. Yes. If you are an heiress, and somebody is telling you that you are a gun, will you be bothered? Because you know and you know and you know that you are an hour. If you don't know who you are, people have opinions about you. 
Jesus turned and said, who do men say that I am? You know, you're Elijah, you are Jeremiah, you are the prophet. Say, you, who do men say, who do you say that I am? They knew that was why they were ready to die for Jesus. Say, you are the son of God. You are the son of God. You need to know who you are. And you see, prayer is not always what we do. There are types of prayers. Sometimes when God wants us to make prayers with authority, we do prayers of intercession. There are two different things. Come on, Satan, get lost out of this family, out of this issue, out of my body. Sometimes those are the prayers God wants you to, to pray. You are coming, moving out of the. He said, You have nightmares in your house. Oh, God, save me. Oh, God. Command the devil out of that house. You will have that authority. Your child is sick. Sometimes when my children get sick, I just call them with anger. Say, whatever attack. I'm a medical person. But education will never neutralize your spirituality. If you have to go far. Out! The prayer of faith. The prayer of authority and power. God will not give us authority when he doesn't expect us to use it. No. He expects us to use it. And we are not using it. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. Quickly. If Jesus didn't want his disciples to use the authority... Why, why would he give it to them? Why would he give us authority? Please talk to me. If he doesn't want us to, he wants us to use it. There is a purpose. He will not put us at where he is. We are joint heirs with Christ. He will not just put us there for us to, for, for it to become like a cliche. Oh, I'm a joint heir with Christ. And no, 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 no. There is a purpose. Because what came after him will come after us. But he has won the battle. So if he has won the battle, he must put us where he is so that that which came after him and he had to work to overcome, we just exercise that authority and we have that same victory. I see you in that realm. And when he had called unto them, unto him, his 12 disciples, he gave them Power. He gave them power against unclean spirits. What are you talking about? You think Jesus didn't know what he was doing? Some of the issues you are going through eh, is not common sense. It's far above common sense. It's a spiritual warfare. As for me, my HR doesn't like me. As, uh, uh, as for me, my boss doesn't like me. As for me, girls don't like me. As for me, when I propose to a lady, they don't even watch me. As for Sometimes, it's beyond what you think. You have to deal with that one. And then you move in the physical. He gave them power against unclean spirit. 
Oh, China people, they don't know the Lord. But look at how they are developing. Do you know the things they are going through? Are you there with them? Please watch me, please. Are you there with them? Godless. What you don't deal with will come and deal with you. It's a war. There is a battle. We are warriors in the kingdom. We are not uh, supporters. Do you know supporters? Like Chelsea supporters. I'm, I'm so Sunday they were insulting Lampard. It's not correct. It's not, it's not, a, it's not fit for the club. There are the same people who have been jubilating. Eh? That's a supporter. There are a lot of church members who are supporters. If things are going on for them there, they are fine. If things are not going on for them there, they are angry. God doesn't need supporters. God wants believers. Yeah. Believers. Believe men and women of faith. Believers. 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 Though Jesus was in the cave, in his dead body, there were believers. They are gathered in a house. And when they came to tell them that Jesus had risen, because they were believers, they went out to go and meet him. God doesn't want supporters. God wants believers. And may you become one of them. I said, may you become one of them. The Lord will not come down and bind the devil. Forget it. The Lord will not come down. You are here to do that. Tell somebody you are here to do that. Say, I am here for God. Say, I am here for God. Say, I have been delegated by God to function on his behalf. Celebrate God with a good club. These things I'm saying, some of you will not believe it. Some too will believe it. Those who believe it and they begin to work with it, you will see that your life begins to change. Yeah. You are a powerhouse. You are an authority. When you are praying, pray well. When you are in prayer, pray well. Your position in Christ gives you an authority to deal with satanic forces and evil events. Your position is the position that determines everything. So you make sure you are born again and you have a good relationship with God. When your position is sure, and which it is sure, because the Holy Ghost has sealed it, your authority from that position must flow. You must. You are not exercising your authority. That is why many things are happening. Exercise it. Exercise it. You don't need to wait for communion day to be using communion. You must exercise your authority. Witches are in your family. So when you do family meeting, you can't even eat. Me, I won't eat too. This this gathering this is a gathering of champions in witchcraft. No, no, no. No. You have an authority. Don't fear anything. Exercise your because that thing you are going through, you have been anointed 
You have been anointed. Tell somebody, you have been anointed for that work, for that war, for that battle. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. If you fail, don't blame God. If you fail, if you allow a witch to chew your flesh, it's your fault. Hmm. It's your fault. Oh. You have dominion. Your destiny won't manifest the glory of God until you take the weapons of warfare and battle it out. Nobody can fight that battle for you for your information. You know, Ghanaians like it. Eh? It is this one. This one has not been. This one didn't do this. Nobody will fight that battle for you. Fight and win. And you will win. Once again, give the Lord a mighty clap of it. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. Wrapping up in five minutes. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality. So, it's not the human being. The human being may look like it's the enemy, but look at the forces that can manipulate a human being. Principalities. Powers. Hello? Principalities. Powers. Rulers of the darkness of this age. Those are your enemies you are fighting. As for the human vessel, if you conquer this spirit, oh, they are they are, they, they, are, they are meat pie for you. Principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age. You may be fighting with the goddess of the river in your hometown. But you don't know. And that goddess will be entering into people to distort your life. If that goddess will send spirits to mislead you because the oppressional power of the enemy is deception. When Jesus defeated him on the cross, he didn't leave him with any authority. Satan has no authority over you. Get it and get it and get it into your spirit as a born again. Satan has no, not one, not two, nothing. So how will he fight us? The ministry of deception. 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 So if he can mislead you, because if he can create a gap between you and God, if he can create a sense of guilt in you, you cannot exercise your authority. If he can muddy your garment, you will not be bold. So, his ministry is deception. That is what he did to Adam and Eve. That is his ministry. The devil has no authority. Tell somebody the devil has no authority over you. And you see, it's only the believer in Christ who has the mandate to confront the enemy and overcome him. No other person than the believer in Christ because the authority is in the name of God. At the mention of that name, you don't believe it. It's true. I'm telling you as a pastor, as a Christian, I, I literally practice it. 
at the mention of that name, every knee must bow and they bow. They bow. If even safe people are using the name, the sons of Skiva, even the well people know the name of Jesus. Sit in the car for you to go and get accident. You will hear people, malams, Jesus, Jesus, shout. At the mention of that name, try it. Exercise authority. Exercise it. Because this war must be won. God is going to use you to win that battle. You, God will not fight for you by you folding your hands. God needed David to sling the stone. It wasn't the stone that killed Goliath. It was God. God in the stone. Because the man was covered. It was a little hole. And the man was tall. So, if he was at the same level with David, you can say that velocity will be higher. But this one, it was going up against gravity. It means the stone, the speed in the stone must slow down for it to enter and sink in the head of Goliath. And he didn't say, Ajay, Ajay, Ajay. When it hit him, he fell down. He didn't move. God was in the stone. God is waiting for you to sling the stone. I thought you would Our good friends, the four lepers, God used their footsteps. Then the team started. And the say, A mighty army is coming. They ran away from camp. Meanwhile, these are lepers. Feeble. They were walking. They made an attempt. If you can try. If you can try. They made an attempt. God magnified their steps. And they won that war. From that day, they were recognized as deliverers for the nation. Because of time, rise up. I thought you would clap. Six things that can happen to you if you become spiritual passive. You are cold. You don't care. You are in trouble. Six things. Despair. Weariness. Discouragement. Bitterness. Fear. And backsliding. Many people who have backslidden is just because they were not active in the spirit. If you stop praying, you backslide. If you take church life out of you, you backslide. And when you backslide, you disconnect yourself from the fire of God. You disconnect yourself from the power of God. You disconnect yourself from the anointing of God. The problem is that we are not growing. We must grow in authority. And growing authority means that we must grow in God's presence. We must walk in God's presence. We must walk in holiness. That is what it means. 
Holiness is beyond morality. Holiness is walking in the presence of God. Walking in the glory of God. Walking in God's sight. That is holiness. Yes, morality is inside. But if you are only moral, you are just like any other religious member who doesn't commit evil. That is not what we talk about when we talk about holiness. Holiness is walking in the presence of God. Walking in the glory of God. You increase your spiritual authority when you walk in God's presence. Reading the word, praying, fasting, winning souls, hearing gospel music, feeding on the preaching, reading, meditating on God's word, doing good to the poor, having fellowship with the spirit, honoring authorities, engaging church life. You grow in authority. Authority doesn't just grow. You have to engage it to grow. You have to. These are the yeast you add and you grow in authority. I'm just sitting. Maybe the grace of healing is with you. But you see, we have not grown into it. There are battles we are supposed to win. You need mantles. For a Jordan, you need a mantle. For a Resi, you need a rod. There are two different things. We want to pray tonight that God, I am ready for this battle. Let your grace increase upon my life. Let your anointing increase upon my life. Lift up your voice. Lift up your two hands and pray somebody. Pray somebody. Pray somebody. I couldn't finish the message, but pray. Pray somebody. Pray. Somebody pray. Pray and ask God. Whatever battle you are going through, whatever seems to be engaging you, unduly pray that God release grace upon me. Branda la bakadia malabalabala gadia e kabala da 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 bala bala basu zola la 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 basaka ya ndalaha rapa bakatala bakaya dose brondo la kozia malakadia kabayas zagada baba baba lakada zikemi andala baba baba rapa la bakaya ndele kabala bala rapa la gadala la la bakaya ndo Palegre kaso andala kaze amalada ampala gade amalaga de amala arapala gade amalaga de amaba pray for one more minute that leko sandala baba begin to command in the storm blowing in the spirit behind the problem deal with it in the name of Jesus address it right now and Jesus woke up and rebuked the wind and rebuked the raging waters and peace was restored in the atmosphere. Speak into your life. Speak into your destiny. Speak into your business. Speak into your family. Speak into your career. Speak into your spiritual life. Speak into your spiritual life. 
Gagani Mikuli Mikalene Bosanda, Epalagadea Kapaya Kadeas, Lebrekelebelabosadaba. Let every dark cloud that has settled over my life be shifted into the sea. Let every arrow sought against your life return back to sender. In the mighty name of Jesus, every deceiving serpent sent along your way, across your way, against your advancement, let the Lord deliver you. We command the way to be clear. We command the lifting of embargoes. In the mighty name of Jesus, we speak into your body every sickness in your blood. We take dominion in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Begin to thank God. Lift your two hands and thank Him. Thank Him. Let Him hear you. Thank Him. What a release in the atmosphere. Sing it very loud. Yesu mo Please 